It's your girl Elle, corporate in-house designer, and I just want to do my job. Hey y'all, it's Kay, your favorite public health nerd, being black as hell at work. Hey y'all, you beautiful, brilliantly bold black women. It's your girl V, here doing my own unlearning while educating folks in the process. And we're we're clocking clocking in to talk all things being black at work. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Clocking In Podcast. Yay. Whoop, 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 whoop. We are back. Um, Thank y'all so much for listening so far. We gain a couple of listeners every episode, so we appreciate everybody who tunes in to hear us cut up and also talk about real stuff, I suppose. Um. So before we do anything, instead of us talking about how our weeks were, we really wanted to give V an opportunity to talk about her next venture and for us to, as a podcast, send her off in good fashion. So V? Um, I, as most of you know, if you've been listening and been with us for a while, I have been on the journey of fulfilling all goals and one of my biggest goals was to um, teach abroad and so the opportunity has arrived uh, and I will be teaching fourth and fifth grade as a special education teacher in Shanghai, China come August once this flight is paid for. Yay! Um, Yeah, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I know most people ask me when I tell them about it, um, not even most people, just people at work are generally like, oh, you're going to go teach English. I will not be teaching English. I will be working at an international school where these children already speak English. Uh, for the most part, there will be students who are ESL. And if you know what that means, they're English as a second language, which means they'll be speaking their native tongue from whatever country that they're from. Uh, some will be from China. Some may be from the surrounding Asian um, area. Um, some will be, most of them are like from the UK, New Zealand, America, Canada. Uh, so it's an international school. And these kids truly do take education a whole lot more serious than uh, I see other students doing. So this is truly a big opportunity for someone like me, little old me out here trying to make it happen. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm actually at this point ready to leave. Um, and I am closing out my own school year. Uh, this is sad because it's like my eighth year, you know, in America in education. And now we continue it. We just take my talents across the water. So, yeah. Taking your talents to the South yeah. Beach of the yeah. world, I suppose. Um, that's dope. Well, we're, you know, we are going to be praying for safe travels, praying Ooh. that everything is ironed out. And gets ironed out. I'm gonna pray for you know in the next week or so. Let's yeah. just say that. And um, yeah, this is a fantastic opportunity. So whenever V gets settled in her new spot, then um, when yeah. she can, she will join well, us again work out the on time the podcast because we'll be. I was going to say, what time? Uh, it's going to be what? 13? So right now is about uh, 9 a.m. 13 hour difference. As we are right now. Sorry, guys. It is 8 p.m. our time as we're doing this. It is 9 a.m. in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And my boss is actually sending me emails currently. 
So. <laughs> so either she'll be up early or me and Elle will be up. Elle, Elle will be up the earliest if we have Ooh. to get up early. Since she well, on she the west. The lady. You'll be up earlier than her. Yeah, I know Northwest. Better. Sun gonna touch you before it touches her. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sun will definitely already have touched her. I'll be a day That's ahead. true. But yeah, so we're excited and proud of you. Y'all know what time that means. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. So today um, we are going to talk about another article from the Center for American Progress titled Racism and Sexism Combine to Shortchange Working Black Women. It was released in August of 2019. And um, I hadn't seen anything from them about this particular topic in 2020. I suppose they were all focused on COVID. Um, but if there is a follow-up article and the listeners know about it, please let us know in the comments on Instagram. But or DM us, whatever you'd like. Um, I feel like this is another duh moment from the last episode, but it also is extremely interesting how the intersectionality of being a woman and being Black, whichever you choose to be first. I know some Black women see themselves as Black first and then a woman, and others see themselves as a woman and then Black. Um it's interesting the intersectionality of our daily lives and how that plays into the gender wage gap and how we, this equal pay for equal work is not really equality. When you talk about these, this compounding effect, it really underscores continuously the need for the shift from equality to equity because it's not it's not equitable just to say equal pay for equal work if we're dealing with compounding intersectional isms. You know what I mean? First, before we dive into the article, what are you ladies thinking about this? I feel you. I think for me, I identify as black first because that's what I know to be. But I think too, just being a lighter complected black person also makes it a little bit more uh maybe maybe i see myself as black but i think some a lot of times i also get presented with othered first like what are you i get that question a lot versus like then when they get to know me like oh yeah she 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 like she, she a nigga but she wanted them um but i think it's it depends on like who you're interfaced with, but I think both of them, I feel like being black is harder than being a woman sometimes. <laughs> like it. it just, in my scenario, it just is. And, um, especially when I like interact with other women of color, like, I don't think, I don't think even having those dialogues that we talk about our gender first, it's, it's like the fact that we are, non-white um but but then there's an extra second classism because well you know you're a woman and and you're and what you have to say doesn't always like 
land. I feel like something something in our frequency of how our range of voice just like immediately men tend to tune yeah, out for some reason. <laughs> something. Yeah, I would say um, I would I would identify first as as black because before my parents knew if I was a boy or a girl or however you guys like to do your difference of gender and before Amen. you know any of these Amen. you know before a pronoun could be attached they knew that I was black because they knew they two asses was black. They knew that the only thing they could come out of this, mm-hmm. out of these mm-hmm. two black ass people was going to be Amen. a black person. So I am black first and then mm-hmm. I am woman. And yeah, like I would have to say sometimes being looked at, um, we always take the the situation of us walking around a store, right? They're not following me around because I'm a woman. They're following me around because I'm black. So like in the same, in the workplace, mm-hmm you know, when they hire you, especially like when it comes to teaching, they're not wondering if you can do the job because you're a woman, because the majority of my, you know, profession is full of women. They're wondering, "Mm, how is she going to be, you know, because she's black, you know, that kind of thing. So I would say, and it just sucks sometimes too, when the leadership in that role um, in an education system is a man, because although they're coming into this, uh, woman dominant you know profession they still kind of just they take on you know the leadership of what men do and it's now having to deal with you as a black person and as a woman it is a struggle i completely agree with everything y'all just said i am black first before they could assign me to say i'm a girl before i tapped into my own feminine energy i was black excessively black um and I and and something that you said ill about being a lighter skinned black person I often wonder how I bring my blackness with me to the workplace and how that affects the type of salary I get right because it doesn't matter on the spectrum from light skin to dark skin I'm usually the most radical in the room and I think that's a consequence of being lighter skinned because you like don't fucking you you see the light skin but don't fucking try me you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i'm i'm always at work with my fro it don't matter who i'm on a call with i could be meeting with the head of johns hopkins or whatever you're gonna see my fro you're gonna see my big hoops i'm gonna be my excessively black ass all the time and i often wonder if i wasn't my womanhood would be a factor in in the wage gap issue but it wouldn't be as stark or as disparaging as me being a black person doing this job up against another white person and that's what i think the you know a lot of times we miss when we talk about equal pay because it's not it's it's it has to be equitable because like i said we were black first we were black before we were assigned a gender, even though race is a social construct, thus making and rendering, you know, racism and all the other isms that come along with that colorism and everything, something that we can tear down, it still hasn't been torn down. And so that's what we have to um, reckon with when we go out in society is that society sees us as black. We live a black experience in America. Mm hmm. We live in a black culture and that plays a role in how we get paid versus just being a woman. I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the gap has always been there and it's like constantly, um, 
I don't see where the gap is getting gaining getting smaller, especially when it becomes. I don't see it either. Uh, when you look at like white women versus Hispanic women and mm-hmm. black women, the the gap between those three groups mm-hmm. is also very different. Even mm-hmm. though they love to average out, like, oh yeah, women are you know gaining closer but then when you look at black women we had the furthest gap even Mm -hmm. though we were the most qualified most Mm -hmm. educated out of all those three groups uh again like you said it's it's about the the equity too in that in that sense because even if they did pay us the same right there's so much we miss out on or, and, and like this goes for previous generations too like there's so much money that we've lost that we would never be able to recoup even if they were to pay us equally there's just so much yeah how wealth works how wealth compounds like mm-hmm. we would never be able to catch up to our to our white peers even if they were to just today tomorrow make make it equal you know what I mean? yeah And that brings to mind for me another tangential topic is why our parents and our grandparents always told us, you know, go to college and get done in four years, get done as quickly as you can, because we're already starting behind and they realize that. And so they don't want us to get even more behind. And when, you know, there was a time when doing that would get you certain level of pay would get you a certain level of salary but every single time black people gain access to something that is um supposed to be wealth increasing white people then move that goalpost so that we then don't have the bar is then moved the goalpost is moved so that then we don't have access to it in the 90s it was oh go get your bachelor's make sure you got a four-year degree that'll that'll ensure you have a tight enough salary not only to live comfortably like we talked about last episode but build wealth they moved that goalpost and then it was master's now it's like a master's multiple income doctoral degree and now and then you you even think about some instances where people are just saying you got to get your money however you're gonna get it and you got to get it fast because not only are they not backing down on student loans, which creates another layer into the wealth gap, because you can't pay me enough as a black woman to make up for how many loans I have versus the white and Hispanic woman sitting next to me, but um, which is the the equity piece. Um, it's just all fucked up. Like, like we talk about every week. I don't even know what else to say. The long and short, I ain't got no solution. <laughs> no matter how you slice it. We and we are we have gotten the short end of the stick forever, and almost it ain't no stick left at this point. It's the it's a nub. <laughs> it's a nub. It's a splinter. I, I mm-hmm. just keep getting splinters off this stick. I, y'all keep trying to give me, but no, you're right. I don't. I don't. I don't see uh, any positivity here yet. I don't see no. I don't see a shift. I don't see the no shift. shift in the atmosphere. Now the article talks about in 2017 this data uh black women earned 61 cents for every dollar earned by white men. If we it, I don't think that has changed. Um if it has changed it hasn't changed by much. It may have since, gone by like 3 cents or so up. 
Yeah. Maybe 63. Um, so they talk about all these multiple factors that drive this gap in earnings between women and men. And then they talk about the racial wage gap that has led to, in their words, quote unquote, persistent wage disparities between workers of color and white workers. This is where we get um, into the equity piece and having to segment that population because women, workers of color, what you need to say is black. So the next paragraph then starts, black women experience both a race and gender wage gap. Duh. Reflecting that intersectionality that we talked about. In understanding how this race and gender wage gap, um, it's more than just make it's more than just making a delineation that this gap exists for women this gap exists for workers that are black it's like i said about compounding the two so that you understand how deep this actually goes it they say that it equal pay refers to the legal principle of equal pay for equal work um it just to me there is you can't you can't you can't put legality on, especially when the legal oh. system does never works in our favor. Like That's what we're, I'm we're, we're the racism. Is like, if had racism. A, if it was fair, <laughs> it has legal. The legal yeah. inner workings always if prevailed like for black people. Where the legal system was already fair, and we see this, you know, in our community, and it's we have no problem with that with that, you know, uh, institution. Then we'd be fine, but. We, we literally every day are marching, protesting because the legal system in every single piece, every single um, bit of the legal system has not necessarily worked for us. And we're even talking about when we're talking about family law, when we're talking about, you know, uh, property, when we're talking, you know, just like when we're talking about uh, when you have a patent that you want to make, we know how these things work. Taxes like, we and know shit, this shit. Like, I mean, there's so us. many things. Like, oh, well, this is the legal side of the legal didn't work for us either. So now we're really back to the bottom. We're back to where we started. None of this is fair. Like we just said, we've been saying this for the longest. None of this is fair. Where's the solution? <laughs> where? And and that's what I think the article does a lot better in the next sort of section about the biases about Black women and their work and how our work and how it affects our wages. So really talking about the expectation of black women is always to work. We are expected to work. We never get the luxury of, oh, you know, she's a housewife. She Now I'm never going to be a housewife because I'm just not built to sit down and do nothing. Um, but that's also ingrained in us as black women. That's also like, what if we came from a, a culture of women who were literally just stay-at-home moms, didn't have to go in the field to do, be be a slave then didn't have to go be a sharecropper then didn't have to go uh what the little girl said on the dish digger's daughter uh mammy some white lady's baby uh Mm -hmm. didn't have to go wash floors didn't have to go clean nobody's houses wash uh 
Clean their toilets and all that. Clean their toilets shit. and all that. We go be a seamstress. And now black women are the most educated because we don't want to do all that that we had to that we had to do. And we always have had to work. There is no there, the expectation is that black women will work. And that plays a huge, huge role in how we're seen in the workplace and how our wages are then perpetuated. Because if we have to work, somehow then it's devalued that, you know, our our work itself our subject matter expertise our work ethic mm-hmm. all of that is in devalued based on those biases that would it be looked at yeah i would think that it'd be looked at differently mm-hmm. because you um these people have to work and i know that they will work and they've been doing this since the dawn of time i would think because of that like man damn like let me let me give them more because i know how they work i know that they will do this job I can't trust that this white woman's going to do this job because I know she's going to call in and be like, you know something, can't do it no more. My husband said I can be a stay-at-home wife. And sometimes when you have stay-at-home wives, there is a difference, everybody, between stay-at-home moms and wives. And there are people in those groups who are doing stay-at-home wifeness isms shit. Okay, so... That How, she's a housewife. She a housewife. So these women can mm-hmm. call in and be like, hey, I'm not doing that job anymore. Tom said I can stay at the house. Oh, hey, I just got pregnant, been a weekend pregnant. Tom said I can just go on and stay at the house. You know that you're not going to get that from a black woman. So I don't understand why she's not being paid more because you know you're going to get a hard worker out of this person. And as you just list off the entire history, this is literally our work history. This is our resume. You listed off our historical resume and you tell me you can't pay me more. You know, that's that that the very same reason why you're saying is the incentive of why they should pay us more is the very reason why they don't yep. pay us more. Like, uh, yes, you broke down the pathology as like Miss uh, Ayala likes to say. Like, yes, we have always been in this progression of of servitude or service, and the work that we were doing was always the task that no non white people wanted to ever do. Oh, I need this sugar because I want to make some liquor. But I don't want to out there actually get out there and, and and grow it and till the earth myself. I need this cotton because I need some clothes. But I really don't want to do that work. I'll just invent the the machinery to go ahead and like turn the yarn, turn the actual raw good into a yarn and make some fabric. But that that's that's the work that they've they've deemed themselves. Even though you can't do this job, you can't have one without the other. So how is one less than if you don't have no raw goods, no no nothing to support um the final product here so it is it is the most um mind fuckery yeah. <laughs> i'm out of the word for yeah. it but it's the, the most mind fuckery thing to me to have to try to um fight for myself when i'm negotiating knowing damn well you're already in your mind had this dis- disposition of what I'm valued at, even though I'm running circles around my peers and, and, and they come in with a half-ass half-baked idea or product, uh, final result of their work. work ethic. Um, but the, we see that all the time. We've talked about that on mm-hmm, the show before period. about, yep. and no, uh, full shade. I don't even want to say no shade, full shade to you know these white men in in our same um you know areas of profession and we see them doing the not even the bare minimum you doing less than minimum you doing less than mediocre and yet you're getting the praise 
I got white men that don't know how to use. Okay, well we gonna go on the end of show there. Out. Y'all be blessed. Right. I'm out. Yeah, I'll be. And we're done. And that's that's right. And what what you just hit on the article talks about uh, extensively. So, uh, quote unquote, black women frequently encounter a workplace narrative that de-emphasizes the importance of their personal caregiving responsibilities or suggests that their caregiving role should be secondary to their paid work. And the article goes on to talk about how this narrative is deeply rooted in the historical roots of slavery, right? We were forced to breed children for labor, and we had no access to those children. We didn't have any agency um, to be parents to those children. We were, there were not only, you know, you're on a, um, plantation and you're having babies so that that plantation can sustain itself and reap the benefits off of your back. But there were also plantations that were only functioning as breeding farms so that black women could have children to continue to be sold into slavery. And then we had no agency to those children. And so, um, this then, when you, when, when you talk about, all of those things compounded and compounded and our caregiving is seen less than a white woman's or a man's even black when we were white. the actual caregivers hold on park pause right there because like they weren't even raising their kids when we talk yeah. about post-slavery mm-hmm. we're going early early into reconstruction moving into slavery them, them a lot of white women in mouth. Yeah. i know still, still thing that that's also true but even even after we were quote unquote free and then we're able to get wages for the job that we were rendering as someone's nanny they weren't raising their kids we were raising their kids so how are you a better caregiver but this is the care where it's not even that it's a mind i think we are really missing the entire point of why this is going on is because you still have to like we talk about value this goes back to the last episode talk about value we are still not seen mm-hmm. as the humans that we are. Mm-hmm. So therefore I can't take you serious on taking care of your kids and saying that your home is your first priority because I don't really consider you being a human who takes care of another human and that that life is bad yep. and that your yep. life is valuable or that person who you're taking care of, quote unquote, that their life is, you know, important. What is you taking care of? I don't see you as a caretaker. I see you more as a savage. I see you more as a delinquent in our society. So I don't see you doing these things of care or these things of value or these things of worth. These things that I know that normal humans in my sector, my white sector do, I can't see you doing that because the color of your skin, which is overall stupid. And they will pay you less for having children as a black woman and pay white women more and say, oh, well, she has four kids. So do I. And Where? so when I go, like, that, like that make what does the, that difference? With, yeah. So when I go on job interviews now, I don't even say that I have a kid. I don't even say that I'm married. Like you gotta make me the offer and give me the job before you find out those things, because I know how that, like you said, it's devalued. I'm not seen as someone who is a mm-hmm. caregiver and can give that type of value to society, let alone my own family, and need to be compensated such that it makes me comfortable with my family. That's where it's at. It's ridiculous. Right there. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Article also goes on to talk about, you know, black women moving into more diverse fields over the years. Since slavery, we become doctors, lawyers, 
you know, public health practitioners, designers, teachers, all that good jazz. But by and large, a lot of black women are still in the service industry and those low, low paying jobs that don't offer a lot of mobility keep the wage gap what it is for being a black woman, i.e. being black first. Um, I think in some instances we have to, there, there will have to be a reckoning on our side as black women for us to finally someday, and I don't know how we're going to get here, but finally someday we just got to do our own shit and pay our own people. Because I, I, I have had hope for such a long time that things would change and hopefully things will change in my daughter's lifetime and in V and your nephew's lifetime. But I don't see it happening in our lifetime. And I think that's why we do the work that we do so that they can have an opportunity for it to change. Um, but at some point, there has to be a way where we can pay our own people. I don't know how. I don't know when. I really don't know how. Because that requires a whole system and society to be constructed. I can't say that that can't be done in our lifetime only because we've seen how black people have attempted to do such things. And, you know, I hate bringing up the Tulsa incident, but uh, I don't even say incident. Yes, a lot. The Tulsa massacre. No, bring it up. I mean, it's a hundred. It's not a massacre. Yeah. And it wasn't the only one. There were tons of black Wall Streets across the country. So we tried to do these things. Yeah. Black women have had businesses where they brought in other black women and tried to do the mentoring and tried to get, you know, people on board to, to build a black community where there was wealth. But we've seen what happens when we get our um, get our feet wet in w- or get our feet into the the realm of what white people think is only theirs. We know that the, it begins to get torn down. We see that when we start to build. Um, I know we solely think about it sometimes just you know us building up our own thing, but even sometimes when we start making things like Rainbow Coalition situations happen, right? We start okay, hey, we're building up some wealth. Let's bring in the Native Americans. Yep, hey, yep. Let's bring in the Hispanics. Let's bring in all the downtrodden minority groups. Let's the Asian, yep. Help them out. And mm-hmm. we, we start building up, and what happens again? The bar gets moved now for all, and it's like, oh, you want to help them out? Well, now I'm moving the bar for all of them, and now you have those um, minority groups kind of looking back at you like. Why did you do that? Now we're all screwed. No, if we keep doing this, there at some point has to be a change. So we've seen what happens when we do this. We've done this. This ain't nothing new. This ain't a way to lie. When I kids and all, it's been happening, but then we always get kicked in the throat. <laughs> like it's always come back. And that's what I'm talking about. They always burn our shit down when we do that. That's why I don't think there could be change in our lifetime because they come, we don't, we just be minding our fucking bit. We literally just be minding our fucking business like not bothering them not coming to take the 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 business that they have going on away from them not trying to intrude on their you know operation well they all they built this whole cap uh capitalist thing they love competition with each other you know why can't you not nobody else right but then this is where that that um you know the soundbite of like you need to burn this whole thing down and start from scratch comes into place because like you do need a overhaul there there, there's no remedy there's no um rehabilitation on these systems that are 
that are inherently yeah you can't keep racist um, systems where they're core like you know it's the same thing as if like you were eating an apple and you know the core is rotten you're not gonna keep like well i haven't i'm gonna keep the apple or i'm gonna keep eating it but and then when i get to the core, i'm gonna kind of leave it alone no the core is rotten therefore it's going to start affecting the entire fruit you have these institutions which it started simply on the basis of making sure these niggas never make it up here. These niggas is always kept in a place. Mm-hmm. These niggas die. We make sure the mm-hmm. population of these niggas dwindle. We don't want to see them no more. How do we get rid of all these mm-hmm. niggas? How do we participate in a genocide on these niggas? Well, let's keep that going. Once those things start, oh, legally, that's kind of wrong. Hey, you know, religiously, that's really fucked up. Let's not do that. But then the core was still there. Rip <laughs> the shit up. Burn the that bitch, still there. And let's start yep. all over again. And the thing is, uh, sadly so, I think that's what white people are actually scared of in the end is that if you burn this thing down, how many of us have that core within us and we're going to be burned along with it? And I, so, mm-hmm. hey, sometimes. Yeah. It's time for you to get your house in order then. I mean, at the end of the day, I believe everybody gonna have to answer for they for their part and I'm not saying like today that you have, you know, the same racial like behaviors. Everything still is rooted in white supremacy, but I don't necessarily see it being as blatant as it was. No, in this that is time not period. our grandmother's racism. You're benefiting. Get to the back of the bus or spitting in your face right. at the counter. But... but you, but yes. you are benefiting on things that have grown over time, and like, and, and also think the reparations conversation is very, very much should be discussed. Like that is something that. Uh, even then, since you brought up Tulsa, like right now they're having that conversation because they're able to figure out, you know, genetically who they would give that money to, um, how they would actually distribute any reparations. But the reason why they're finding it's, you know, white people aren't on board is because now they got to be taxed, you know, to, to get that money. Where is that money going to come from? I'm like, but your money came from us we came weren't paid tonight <laughs> your money came from the massacre of black people yeah because then what you did uh when those people were then had to be in refugee camps in their own damn country that that still blows my mind like that that the fact that these people who had built businesses didn't need you came from nothing and then they couldn't buy back their own land. Like the city was definitely in on it. They have like they, had they, a whole. <laughs> they did the they redlined and they did they redrew the districts so that right the the land could then go back to white people or white people could not it go back to them. They could just steal it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like, what you mean you don't want to put in on this? You already stole. So you gonna pay what you owe, and like and that's where you owe. I'm, I'm sorry. Right there. There's there's you an owe. What you owe, not what well, that wasn't. That wasn't directly. That's what my nigga Riley said. Me. That wasn't. <laughs> I didn't do these things to y'all. Cool. Let me tell you something. Just as my ancestors suffered, and I experienced now the traumas from that, and I experienced now the backlash from that. And we can follow the yeah, pathology so from I that. We can follow to, the pathology I on your wealth to too. Your ancestors was bullshit, and so therefore you're benefiting from the bullshit. 
you need to pay what you owe. No, I can't raise up your granddaddy who was part of the Civil War and he was, you know, one of the Confederate. I can't. No, you're right. I can't pull these people from the grave and make them pay. But since you're benefiting from it and you don't want to change the system, pay what you owe. And give Jesus me will. and give me my shit Jesus on gonna time. get them up and send them where Hello? they go. <laughs> the article does talk about reformation, but we'll we'll hit that when we come back from a break. Let's let's talk about ABE. I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. And it's your girl V here with another all black everything. Play your part in containing the spread of COVID and make healthy look good. Henry Mask has a subscription service, two, four, or a large pack of masks sent to you. You can customize your look with your business logo or just own your message or put your own message on your mask. Remember, spread love, not germs. <laughs> not a sponsored ad, just socially cool suggestion. <laughs> All right, we are back, y'all. Um, so... The article gives a few suggestions for reforming equal pay to combat both race and gender biases. But as we just discussed, reformation is not the thing. It needs to be completely torn down. It needs to be a revolution, completely burned down, torn down and rebuilt. I do, you know, empathize with some of these suggestions. They talk about strengthening legal protections to make it clear um, that the intersectionality of legal claims when people claim uh file a claim for you know pay discrimination that it's also based on caregiver discrimination being black and being a woman talk about promoting transparency by requiring public reporting of employer pay gaps that ain't gonna happen um establishing establishing a right to request for all job applicants to allow them to receive information about a potential job including the salary range I think, so this is, I want to park here real quick, just as a side note that's adjacent, but not completely on topic. One of the things I do when I'm um, interviewing for a job, like let's say I'm talking to the recruiter or I'm talking to HR, like the very first step before you get to interview with the hiring manager. If they ever ask you what you currently make, especially on those applications where they ask you what you currently make and you type it in, don't ever do that. I always type in zero and then they have to ask again. And I said, and my response is always, that's privileged information. If I tell you that, you have to tell me what the person who was in this position before made as their salary. And that usually shuts them up. And if they are a company that you want to work for, you will be able to continue on in the interview process. If they aren't a company that you will don't, if they, if if they prove to be a company you don't want to work for, then they'll show themselves and they'll show their true colors. But that's privileged information. You don't have to say that. Um, so anyway, moving along, creating a new federal glass ceiling commission tasked with undertaking a comprehensive assessment of the effectiveness of strategies to improve black women's earnings and advancement, as well as those of women overall. This is another piece of the, the, the reform quote unquote argument this is a pacifying thing. You know what you need to do. Make the numbers right. Tired of, match uh, what they need we, to make. Why do we keep need to argue over a commission or a study? Right. Why do we need what just do the work? What what are we why are we <laughs> focused on and we need to see a comprehensive <laughs> analysis? We already know what the numbers is. 
we just did the census. It's so tiring. <laughs> we, it's so we tiring. We already know what these numbers are. I mean, there's a lot of, I'm not going to read all the rest of these bullet points because it's like increasing funding for enforcement to ensure compliance. So basically you get, give uh, employers incentives for paying people equitably. Do what you're supposed to do. That's, that's wait, the motherfucking the... point. Okay. Pop, and in wait. order for that to happen, this bitch going to have to be burned well, wait, the fuck down. You're going to give an incentive mm-hmm. for doing what already is fucking right so that people could really be treated like humans. <laughs> I'm giving an incentive <laughs> to treat people like humans. That's what it is. That's what Girl, it is. You'd be surprised. I mean, honestly, like, the off topic, but not off topic. Like, I had a conversation at work regarding, like, de and i initiatives and it, it was it was a, a quote-unquote white male that called himself an ally in the situation but he was trying to say on behalf of the group i don't really understand the incentive to continue this work like you you're telling me i need to do my job but i also need to take x amount of hours out of my out of my work day to complete like my design like responsibilities but then i gotta do this de and i work so unless it's going to be also tied to my compensation my bonus my whatever like i don't really which it already is but my thing is you're telling me that there's no incentive the incentive is that we do the fucking right thing here the incentive for me is that i have equitable workplace the incentive for me is to make sure that i don't have to like constantly repeat myself or feel like I'm undervalued in this role. That's so the incentive for me. I don't know what your incentive a point is. In equity. White man. He doesn't see a point in the proper and respectful treatment. In- no, he sees a point in his bank account. He he doesn't see the comma. He wants to see that I have zero. To, I have to exit this Attached to doing the fucking with, right thing. Because this, you need an incentive. Because mm-hmm. this is the foolery that you happens. You need an incentive mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. people this is the shit as I have to human do and treated fairly properly and as they feel to be mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. that's it because i get rewarded for fucking over people that don't look like me True. So you need a reward every day to treat i get right, a reward you're getting a reward to treat them wrong oh my god right. get me right. off of here I'm there you go right. i need a bigger <laughs> reward i need a bigger reward to treat them fairly because i win every day as a fucking oh, racist asshole this is America. There you go, guys. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's it. That's, that's, the episode. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. We gonna um, the, I'll put the link to the, this article as well in the episode notes and let you guys go read it for yourself so you can read all of, you know, the narrative. I don't think they did a bad job within the narrative itself. It's just when I got to that reformation part, it's still consistently pacifying. Yeah. It's consistently scratching the surface it's consistently the saying the same things we've been saying for years if you would have done this back in our parents generation okay now we can yeah. move a step further but now you're talking right. about something we've been talking it's about it's a little since, too late it's a little been too talking late. about since been yeah. talking about since you know what i'm saying like you you too late on the ball on this one um but i appreciate it center for american progress they do um they do some some pretty good work over there i won't you know I won't say anyone ever is doing perfect work when it comes to this kind of critical race theory, Everything. if you will, in all things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. My God, my God. I don't know. So while we're scratching our heads, let's go on ahead and, and close this thing out. 
So we wanted to talk about what, what are we doing, L? Giving suggestions for blackness. I mean, yeah, you know, just, you know, fill, fill in your spirit, your culture. You know, we always give our, like, advice for the week. But, like, you know, just something uh, a little bit lighter. Um, what's something you're looking forward to in the in the music, film, arena, whatever that gives your blackness that extra, extra excessively jolt? Hey, but before we do that, I need an before we do that, can we have y'all, yeah, uh, our listeners, just shoot us a DM, send us a message right up under our post. Um, after reading this article, what you think the solution should be? Uh, what you feel like the solution in That's your a good workplace, idea. or what you feel like the solution in in the America should be for an issue such as this? Um, as Black women and uh, other groups of women of color just you know let us know or men of color for that matter if you're seeing it in your workplace let us know what you think the solution should be but yeah let's get back to this because i got um a good little uh something i've been trying to get a hold of on the television set well go ahead pop it off well, you, you oh, got the flow so um i have been i don't have any books or anything like that but i have been uh watching the upshaws and y'all when I tell y'all I need that laugh. Y'all, this show is so I motherfucking funny. I love that she show. You better come with that shit or else because I needed that laugh. Like, I really, I really They need to come it. with a quickness. They need to come with a quickness because it was so damn funny. Listen. It was amazing. And Mike Epps and uh, Wanda Kim Sykes Kim going at it head to head. Yes. Oh, Wanda always has... Okay, Wanda gave me life on Black, and she was the only reason why I was watching her and Diane's mm-hmm. character, okay? Mm-hmm. But, like, she just has such good chemistry with yeah. everyone she interacts with. I'm like, I- I've never seen her flop in anything. To this day, Munster-in-law is my favorite because of her. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, her and, her and Mike going back and forth is always Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, when is the comments going to stop and why both y'all ain't got no <laughs> Why y'all gotta cut like this? <laughs> I really appreciated how they handled yes. some sensitive topics. I appreciated that Mike is his character is problematic on the show, but they didn't write him as yeah, overly I problematic. That, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He's still a fuck nigga, but we we can tolerate really him. Like, and I just like that it came from the, the black. So this is really it. Almost reminds me of the Carmichael's because it's like this is actually how black families deal yes. with these things. Like. It was very yes. black, excessively black, while also at the same time, like, it's mm-hmm. funny and we can laugh about it, but then there's a solution to it, you know? And it brings up conversation in your house. Yeah, because when she, uh, when the, what was the daughter? The daughter came in, talking about we don't have no, um, oh, yeah, she put that water in the, uh, conditioning, conditioning, and she put, <laughs> she's talking about she ain't want to go to school smelling like tap water. I said, not tap water, Lord. <laughs> that's mine that's my thing is like the upshots is giving me so much just black vibe and life i could i can deal black oh, joy. joy i love it it's beautiful Ale? well i'll go next um so <laughs> my t- not that i've been i've been trying to take a break from my social media and things but when i get on i'm always met with just such a beautiful post either from Issa or Yvonne. And I'm just really looking forward to the final season oh, of Insecure. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, I can't even. 
What is it? No, are we trying to keep it in? I really want. Mm. I don't even know if they said a date yet, but I just really, I'm just here for all the love moments. I can't be watching them this in just China, but I need to have Really stretching this whole thing. Girl, I don't know how you're going to do it. I mean, if we need to record but and FaceTime at the same time, how we... This is this, you know. This, you gonna get your VPN. Get VPN. We gonna figure it out. Trying to know they ain't got no darn insecure. They ain't got colors on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> colors the Even mm. if we got to FaceTime and prop up like uh, an iPad or something, so yeah, you can we'll, watch get you it. we'll get you we'll together. We'll get you. We'll figure it out. Oh, the tears are rolling. We gonna figure it out. We'll make the time difference work to get you together. So I am looking forward to watching on Netflix High on the Hog, which is the history of black food in America. Um, or what is it? How African American cuisine transformed America. We taught y'all motherfuckers how to eat. That's what it is. And y'all so still not using seeds. And y'all still how you gonna rape and pillage lands and then put it on the internet and pillage lands for salt seasonings and spices but then ain't gonna use it what were you doing with it probably making tea i'm gonna go it for a profit it's probably making um no you should definitely hit up um you know my mother chef she they had um, a watch party on her her IG oh, her uh, black women chefs and wait your so mama got uh uh Instagram I yeah girl yeah come on mama L wait a minute I uh, she, she got she got they had a um she I I told her I would be watching as well I am looking forward to it but I want to sit down in peace maybe I can do it tomorrow evening mm-hmm. uh because I you know. I just got a million and one different projects going on. And so the only thing that's been on the background is the mass Singer, which is also great background noise. I just want to let y'all know. I heard JoJo killed it. She was on there. I'm a JoJo fan. Oh, you, oh, my bad. My bad. She didn't just ruin it, y'all. <laughs> well, she had put it on her Instagram. I didn't know. I thought you followed me. I girl. didn't know. I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm late to the party. It's all good. Well, I, I won't say anything else. How about that? What I'm not looking forward to, but I probably am going to still watch, is uh, Married at First Sight, Houston. When does that even come out? It. July, girl. I will it. July. Watching that. I will it. I will it and I won't. I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it either. It's... I think I think this is my last round. I think Chris is taking the cake for me. I don't know that I want to participate in the foolery anymore. The fuckery. And you know the what? foolishness. We we haven't talked about that on the podcast, the ending of MAFS for this season. But when I heard the the experts on that the what was the second part of the mm-hmm. reunion when they came on mm-hmm. and they were talking mm-hmm. about Paige and Chris and Kevin asked them how bad they want to take her out of that situation, I realized how grown she is and how they could not do more for her than she wanted to do for herself because we don't even know how many times they called her off camera we don't know right. how many times they had conversations with her off camera like Paige what and you I doing? think they started to realize you know even just for her stability they started you know reducing how much we saw her mm. in yeah. the series yeah. like they started and to their interaction. So they saw this. It's like we what we're not going to do is promote uh, emotional abuse. On we're not going to do right. That. Yeah, right. 
Right. We can't do this. We will, we will, we will be drug for every, because <laughs> I was doing the drag. And Across even all of Black Twitter, could, if this happens. It's like, I wonder if they ever thought, like, is she a danger to herself? Should we? They had, they had to cross their minds. Well, Viviana said it. She's like, She's like, we, yeah. we approached her several times and we could yeah. not want it more than she wanted it I mean, she it sat there on the show and made it seem like, y'all, I'm grown and I ain't no easily abused. And then I had to say, girl. And I say, you know what? Bye. You're right. You're not easily abused. You are an active participant in this foolishness. You kept exactly. it going. You wanted to be a part of it. And I didn't like the fact that. And I told, blame the Lord again. <laughs> He, but you're not going to do is put this on my Jesus. <laughs> you know what God said? Peter, write down in that book, that page, don't know my name. Because I ain't the type of God she talking about. about. Whatever God she talking about, it ain't me. I don't know who. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that is, Peter. Peter, I'm write not, it down, baby. I'm not trying to speak for the Lord, but I don't know that she really knows who he is. <laughs> she thinks that she knows. She thinks she's been programmed, and then set up there oh, with that great oh, foundation. Oh, I can't get over. And that. her friend, who was just mm. like, you know, yeah. So her friend has probably been with her through. Hey, yeah, she's, she's French through several relationships like this with her. You can tell. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for me to sit mm-hmm. here, it's like you mm-hmm. pull me on TV. No, but she, but you don't pull me on TV and then want me to be like, look, she's sitting here so gracefully. She ain't me. I would have told you as a friend, like our friendship, you couldn't have put me on TV because we're not friends anymore. I'm not sitting around and watching you do this. We're not friends anymore. But again, I think she paid her. I think that was a Craigslist fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, Craigslist. We are. <laughs> I don't that, think that's our not, friend. I wouldn't have been her friend. I wouldn't oh have my been her on that note. Like, girl, no. Because the thing is, I think too, when they're like, oh, well, yeah, we went to counseling. <sighs> I am 100% sure she probably is still sleeping with this man. Let me tell y'all what's happening here. Let me, let me, and, and, and I want, I want the church to listen. I want everyone in the building standing. Okay. Because here's what's going to happen. Paige is going to be the side piece when Christopher finds a fiance. He finds a wife. She's going to be the side Peace, because see, Christopher understood mm. the assignment. Mm. When Webby said, you my mm. other bitch, my gutter bitch, mm. who I'm with when I'm in shit mm. with my other bitch, Chris understood mm. that assignment. Paige, on the other hand, thinks that God is the author of confusion. Thus, she got her fate, her, her, her ass all up in Pastor Dwight face, standing up, jiggling yeah, and whatnot. Right. Talking and about <laughs> God, blaming the Lord. Paige don't understand mm. her assignment. And so she is she, going to therefore continuously for the rest mm. of their days be con- tethered. You see, entangled. 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 Together. The doors of the yes. church are now open. <laughs> you can, uh, you can give your offer. Make your on your on, on way out. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> When they pulled you out, uh, you know, Brother Dwight or whatever, and his his, his <laughs> brother, Dwight. On, um, brother Dwight, he's been demoted. He's he no longer pastor. Demoted. On edges. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, edges. <laughs> I, but I felt him though. I, At least the angle was a little it, bit it, it better did, this time. The angle was Girl, slightly it was. They, had, they also brushed it in slightly. well enough, so it wasn't too like black. It wasn't too you know much of the shoe polish happening right i think they they definitely they did you know, like, let's just kind of blow this dabbed on, dabbed off. let's just kind of give it that little, little you know fade away there mm-hmm. but so he 
to me, he mm. was like, you know, something I tried the best I could. And I did want to continue this friendship because you needed it. <laughs> when, he, when he said Chris Girl, don't like correction, I was like, mm-hmm. will fight men mm-hmm. or literally get upset about anything in which you are then a child. Do you are a child? You are performing as a child. You get loud like a child. You He's a man child. Correction because mm-hmm. you have been in your third engagement. I really engaged with your second engagement and third marriage. If you or first marriage, whatever. You would have been in this situation mm-hmm. if you had listened mm-hmm. to me. You do not like correction. So I bet you know, y'all know who would have corrected him and got him together. Y'all know who it is. It's daddy. You know what I'm talking about daddy? Yeah. Christopher Sr. Yeah. But I I think, again, this is uh, shows an absence in how his father was not there. Because he was raised by his grandparents. His mother coddled him. Daddy won't yeah. come put the hammer down now that he yeah. grown. But where was you so we would be dealing with this this uh version staring at everybody else ass in the church that he go to second was it nasty yeah Mm. and virginia uh but virginia said it well she's when kevin said does that change your mind about like hearing the apology in vegas before Mm. you guys came she said no i don't change my mind because this fool puts on a good show he says Mm -hmm. all the right words and then as soon as he's triggered when somebody tries to (laughs) correct him Okay, he want to jump up and fight. So the, at first, like watching the previews when the show first started, watching the previews, you like, why is Eric coming at Chris? But when you understand, okay, first of all, I want to just come down. I don't know what was said before we got here. You know mm-hmm. what I need you to know though, before you even apologize, this cannot happen again because you spoke to my wife in a way that is unbecoming of another gentleman that unbecoming of another gentleman in this process and disrespectful to her therefore to me so regardless of whether chris was apologizing don't nobody give a shit about that this man came to tell you bro i'm talking to you man to man don't talk to her like Mm -hmm. that again and don't talk to these other ladies like that again either either as they were not even speaking to you like when they showed Mm -hmm. all those flashbacks you don't get your wig split. They weren't even talking to you. They was talking to Paige. And he come over there. You, 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 what y'all Y'all doing? talking to my wife. Y'all, talking to my yeah. wife. y'all trying to convince her yeah, and shit. That's, that's basically what he wanted to say. The thing is, but I think mm-hmm. no, that was just a, that was a, a way in which someone who is abusive in this manner, whether it be mentally and emotionally, this is in which he played, don't yep, talk yep, to my yep. wife while I'm not around because I, I don't want her to get any ideas from you or I don't want her to start speaking the truth about me and y'all find mm. out about me. So why don't we, I need to yeah. be present or you guys yeah. need to talk to her at all. And so mm-hmm. also I thought, I thought Paige was so fucking dumb. Excuse my language. You, you're constantly finding your mm-hmm. two crusty ass feet running behind him to some car to calm him down. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't move like that. So she's a chaser. She's a runner. She's a runner. She said she a crackpot. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> she's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she's stupid. Yeah, I don't understand. Kevin had to tell her, Paige, don't go after him. Let him Let do his thing and calm quick. down. Even though Kevin and holding her titty to run to the car with this jiggling ass behind her. Girl, move yeah. along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't tape yourself up. Come on, now. She, she, if she can't find no uh, uh, appropriate, complected foundation, what makes she you think she can't tape her ass up? Uh, <laughs> That's it. 
Girl, you got these little summertime water park braids. I need you to go to that. It didn't go with the outfit. I said what I said. Hurricane Harvey is the name of this episode. We about to clock out. We getting the fuck out of here. Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs) I'm done.